All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, we are now in the thick of the Pittsburgh Steelers training camp. They'll actually open the preseason coming up this Friday evening in the lovely confines of Heinz Field. Well, it's Heinz Field for a couple more years anyway, but we'll get into that another time. Uh, they'll play the uh, Bruce Arians-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up on Friday, and we'll get to all that. But uh, uh, Ben and I tonight have a very special guest. He's joined us on the show before. He was recently, and when I say recently, just a few days ago, he was inducted into the Ford Fan Hall of Fame in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, many of you know the story. Some of you don't know the story of Rick Holman, but uh, uh, Rick is a guy that has never missed a game at Heinz Field. He is a guy that sold literally everything he had to get season tickets uh, and uh, was visited by Terry Bradshaw one day and told about this honor, and uh, that's kind of how we got to meet Rick, and Rick is kind enough to join us again. And and Rick, uh, I, I know you're enjoying the rest of summer. How's everything going? It's been a fantastic ride, and thank you guys for having <laughs> me on here. I appreciate talking to you guys again. It's I, I just everything's surreal at this point. So yeah, it's, it was a crazy weekend for sure in Canton. It, it it looked like it, and you and your wife both did uh, an awesome job of kind of documenting things uh, on Instagram and yeah. and Twitter and stuff. And and it was really cool to see um, just I mean where you were, who you were with, just going through the whole experience. And um, you know, so there were some times when when and and you can totally correct me if I'm wrong here. But there were a few times, and yeah. just looking at your facial expression, like you really were taking it in, and you're kind of like, "What the hell am I doing here?" You know? <laughs> did, did, did you ever did yeah. you ever have that feeling? Yeah, yeah, of course, uh, the whole time because you know yeah. I'm just a regular guy from Pittsburgh, like I've been saying all along, and and to me, it, it's unbelievable. Really, it's a dream come true. You have all these guys, legends that you know, the the biggest, best legends that have ever played. I mean, they're wearing their gold yeah. jackets, and they're coming up to me and saying, hey, Rick, how you doing? Congratulations. <laughs> you know, they, they see me at all the dinners and everything. And, and I mean, it's it's so crazy to me as, you know, it brings you back. You, you feel like a little kid again, you know, and it's, yes. uh, it's indescribable. I mean, Franco, I turned the corner, and he's like, Rick, get over here, and, you know, talk to him for like 20 minutes they're all outside in the front they you know 100 gold jackets are yeah. taking this group photo in front of the the front doors of canton and here i am i, you know, I just kind of you know work my way up the uh security <laughs> line there and then you know the guys get you know they're smiling and, and i'm kind of you know maybe i shouldn't be there maybe you know they didn't care but a couple of them yeah. said oh yeah you're good We're, you know we, we they saw me so I kind of went up there, and when it, when the photo was done, I started talking to all these guys. And mm-hmm. Franco was funny. He, he pulls out his phone, and he told one of the security guards, "Hey, take our take our picture. Take a picture of me and Rick." And uh, and the guy's like, "No, Franco, we got to go like right now." You know, they were going on to their next event or whatever. And Franco yeah. said, "No, t- take a picture." So he pulled out his phone. I didn't even get a picture. He pulled out his own phone, and it was it was kind of <laughs> funny. The same thing happened with Bettis on Friday night after we got our jackets and. Yeah, I mean, just running into these guys and they they know who I am, and I, to me, that's just crazy. Really, I, I 
never would have imagined it. But well, the, the, um, yeah, that that's got to be the 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 most bizarre feeling in the world. You're you're there around these guys that you know you've watched in person for so long, and and you know you you've seen on TV and, and commercials and winning Super Bowls and all that stuff, and now they actually want your photograph. Uh, right, I mean, that's it's got to be crazy. <laughs> it's it's so unreal. I, it, on Friday, it's funny that the gold jacket dinner. Uh, you know, we're sitting next to Akil Blunt. You know, Mel Blunt's son. And he, yeah. the Blunt family, they're, they're just so nice. Everyone, unbelievable people. And Akil says, Rick, you, you see my dad around? I can't find him. I'm like, no, man. <laughs> you know, he's asking me where his dad is. Mel Blunt, I'm in the greatest corner to ever live. And, you know, hey, do you see my dad? I'm like, no, man. I, I just, things like that, little interactions. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's so, so cool to me to be a part of it. And, you know, I can't thank Ford enough. So everyone go buy a Ford truck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would. I'm telling you that everyone that works for them, they are so nice, so unbelievable, and they they've set us up, you know, beautifully through this whole thing. It's they treat us like players. It's it's unreal. That, that's that's cool. I, I mean, obviously, corporations like that, they all have, um, you know, the hospitality type folks, if you will, but. Oh, you know, yeah. to, for them to to do everything as well as as you've said that they've done is is a credit to them. And and yeah, please do go buy a Ford. Uh, they, yeah, exactly. they got they help get Rick into the the Hall of Fame. So yeah, um, yeah I, I've got to so ask bigger you. than I thought. Yeah, yeah that's sorry. true too. Yeah, no, I was I was going to ask you. Um, I, I saw some of your photos with with David Baker. Um, yeah, and and. He, correct me if I'm wrong, but he is one of the largest human beings in the world. My goodness. I mean, he, he is literally the gentle giant grizzly yeah. bear. I mean, he, I mean, it's funny, you know, everybody, you know, Instagram, whatever, at Facebook, and they said, Rick, you're, you're, his head is twice the size of yours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it's, it's so funny. I mean, my neighbor ended up, uh, driving my kids up for the Imagine Dragons concert. We saw uh, Mr. Baker and, you know, Akio and Mr. Baker's wife. And uh-huh. and uh, we all got a picture together. My neighbor, John, he's 6'4", and he makes John look small, like a small guy, you know. So, I mean, he is massive. And it's just, he, he, he's the nicest human being you could possibly meet. I mean, unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. And I, I've I've heard a few interviews. In fact, I heard uh, an interview with him last week. I think he was on uh, Golic and Lingo, and and he just does sound like the type of guy that genuinely loves, you know, running the Hall of Fame there. And he shared yeah. some stories about some of the players that have been inducted recently, and 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 just you know some of their backgrounds. And um, but but again, Rick, to and not to belabor the point, but. He looked as genuinely excited with with you and and the fans from Miami and Chicago that also went in uh, the, as he did with a player. And I mean, I just think that speaks yeah. volumes of what kind of guy he he apparently is. For sure, and you know, he's all about the history of the game and you know, celebrating excellence everywhere. And you know, that's what they they say in the hall. And you talk about the, the the five core values: commitment, integrity, courage, respect, excellence. I mean, that's what he is all about. And I mean, he loves every minute of it, and it shows. And you yeah. know, 
he said to us, and that's the way we have to live. You know, we're part of this forever. I mean, our bronze is on the, on the wall of that museum forever. And, you know, we have to live it and represent, you know, more than just us, you know, our teams in the league and the hall and, you know, Ford and everybody. So it's, it's been amazing. That, that has to be a little, I'm not sure what the right word is. You, you, you almost, you, you just have to feel so strange knowing like what you just said, that, that you now have this piece of you that's in that hall of fame, you know, until you're long gone, it's going to still be right, there. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and we just, we look at all these players and stuff and, and the way that they look at their bronze busts and stuff when they see them for the first time. And, you know, that's what they're thinking. And us as fans, it's like, boy, that must be amazing. And, and you're kind of in a, in a way you, you're able to live that. I, I, is there any way to even kind of rationalize that feeling? No. And I, I mean, I was, I didn't even know about it. I just thought it was going to be a, a display of from the items we sent in. And oh, okay. you see, you see the three of us. And then you look to the right, and there are three big bronze plaques with, you know, forever. And that's yeah. that the permanent piece that I, you know, I love because, you know, this is going to come and go, and I get it, and I'm part of the inaugural class. And, you know, hopefully we pass the torch to the next three or next one. I don't know how that's going to work out. But, right. you know, obviously they'll rotate our items in. So they said long-term loan, and then, you know, I knew our stuff wouldn't be in there forever, but the yeah. bronze is forever. So I, I was completely blown away when I saw that. We had no idea. Um, the, so that's what really made it permanent for me. And, I mean, the president himself said, you guys are in here forever. So I, I he, man. when that man speaks, he speaks the truth. So, it's, <laughs> you know, I, 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 absolutely. Man. It's crazy. And my kids seeing it and having all three of them there and, you know, it, and he, he, David Baker pulls out, you know, three Hall of Fame pins out of his pocket and gives one to each, you know, each one of my kids. And, you know, they're just looking up at him as this, you know, giant man that's like, you know, just so larger than life. And and he was so great with them and had them open the curtain for the unveiling and everything. So it was, it was unbelievable. You know, you, you, when you run something like that, you, you've got to be a person of, of, I guess, many faces and stuff. And he just appears to be that way, able to kind of shine in any situation. And, and the Hall of Fame there, yeah. Pro Football Hall of Fame, they're, they're lucky to have him. I mean, I, I just. Oh, my. Everyone in that entire place was just so great. The volunteers. I mean, they had a few thousand volunteers working there. The nicest people you would ever meet. You know, uh, guys that run the museum all the way down to the the people scanning your tickets. I mean, just unbelievable staff in the entire place. It was great. I I thought I heard that a lot of those volunteers will take like a week to two weeks of vacation. They'll come in for the Hall of Fame, everything. And and that's they just do it for their love of the game and love of being there. And I I, again, it it just uh, goes to show the passion that that. Uh, not only we as fans have and the players have, but but just other fans who want to give back in their own way. Um, and it sounds like you definitely experienced that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I talked to one of the guys uh, running security. He was from Australia or something like that. Holy Took geez. three weeks vacation just to come and do this. I mean, I it's unbelievable. <laughs> Volunteer. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, it uh, what a, what a great place and um, a great experience. And did did you have uh, 
the opportunity to meet anybody uh, while you were there that, that, you know, you always wanted to and hadn't anything like that come across while you were there? Uh, I ran into, I saw Joe uh, Namath again real quick and uh, me and Joe Green, I had him sign my Three River Stadium seat, of course. And, awesome. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So I, I brought, <laughs> I know, and this is my yinzer uh, coming through here. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm you know, I'm going to see all these guys, right? So in right. my living room, I have a couple seats from the stadium. They, you know, they're paying, you know, refurbished. They gave them out and, you know, season ticket holders in, in 01, yeah. 02, something like that. And I actually have a row of six on my front porch. My wife's going to kill me. So they've been sitting <laughs> out there forever. But anyway, so I have six outside and two inside. So I unbolted the backs, and one has a nice plaque on it. So I'm putting my Steeler Hall of Famers on one and any other Hall of Famers that played in Three Rivers on the other. So I ran okay. into Warren Moon, uh, Warren Moon, uh, Michael Irvin. I had Ty Law sign it. Champ Bailey was great. I, I said, hey, Champ, you know, this is from Three Rivers. He's like, oh, yeah. And I said, well, you know, you played in the last game ever played there. Yes, I, I was the there. Skins at the time. Yeah, yeah. And we yes. started talking about that, that game, rainy day. And, the, you know, he was like, oh, man, I remember yep. that. It was pouring down rain. The turf, it was ugly. And yep. he said, yeah, well, Steelers crushed him, but so it hey, was hey, uh, cool Hank Poteet, punt return. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Pit guy, pit guy also. And yeah, yeah it's just little, little interactions like that that I had with everybody that, you know, it, it made it great. Ty Law, I mean, I'm from Beaver Falls. He's from Aliquippa, you know, rival schools. And right, we have right. mutual friends. And I, I was making small talk with him about our, you know, mutual friends and it's just those kind of interactions that I never, ever thought I would have. And it, it's been awesome. That's, that's great. And uh, now, now they plan to have uh, other fans from here on out be uh, elected to the hall as well. Yeah. You know what? Um, like I said before, I told you guys that I didn't even know about this. I didn't apply. I didn't do anything. They called yeah. me and I, I thought it was a joke. Right. So this yeah. time, they're open. They're opening it up to you know the country. So in our display um, against the wall, you can mm-hmm. actually put all your info in and give a thirty second video on why you think you should be the next <laughs> inductee. Wow! Wow! So I'd love to see some of those cool. videos. Oh man! Yeah, I ran. Yeah, I ran into all kinds of those super fan guys, the Detroit Lions, and you know all kinds of guys up there, and they were going wild with it. So it was <laughs> it was really cool. But yeah, you can go Ford Hall of Fans and uh, FordHallOfFans.com and enter yourself. Tell them why you should be the one that's next. And uh, this has been such a success. I guess they've opened it up to anyone. So I don't know how they're gonna, you know, weed out or you know go through the process. But they're probably they're gonna get thousands of people oh, coming definitely. in now. Definitely. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I, I never have never, ever, ever, and I never, ever, ever will consider myself a number one fan there because I always look right. at people and I, I always say there's always people that are far more into it than I am. And, and, you know, <laughs> well, I, people I said clo- the same thing though. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. Um, but I, I, I just, I just can't. I just see people like you know the guy that got Juju's autograph tattooed on his head. You know, <laughs> right. I, I mean, right. you know, everybody's got their own thing. But uh, right. uh, Rick, you know, before we we let you go and stuff, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, uh, get your thoughts on the the season coming up. 
Um, you know, what, what do you think? What do you uh, what do you see from this team? All the turmoil seems to be gone, and and I know you're excited right. for the season. What uh, what do you what are you looking for from this team? No, honestly, I haven't been this excited to start a season in a long time. I mean, yeah. I mean, I look at it this way. I'm about, you know, the character guys, the locker room. You you don't win with those type of guys. I mean, we didn't win anything with A.B. and Le'Veon. Great players, unbelievable yep. talent. Look, I get yep. it. But, 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 do you win with those guys? And we didn't win anything with them. So yep. I look at it that way. I, I try to stay positive, obviously. You know, I'm not going to badmouth those guys. But, you know, I don't – I want guys that want to do anything to win. And don't yep. we all? I mean, that's what we want from our team. And – I'm excited. I mean, new linebackers, Barron, Bush, I mean, corners, Nelson. I mean, I was going through the depth chart today, checking it out. I mean, receivers too. I mean, Juju, mm-hmm. and, you know, you got these other guys step up that Deontay Johnson. I mean, these are exciting guys. They're quick. They're young. I like it. I don't see them dropping off. I mean, everybody's – no one's giving them a chance. And I, I don't see it that way at all, honestly. I think we got stronger. It's crazy to say that, but it's everyone's together, and that's what makes the team. So I, you know, I like it. Yeah, you know, it's it's I, if I've heard it once, I've heard it a million times. It's a kind of an addition by subtraction thing, and um, right. you know, and and I, I mean, I I think it's also fortunate to be real honest with you is that everybody's so focusing on the Browns. I saw two different national publications right. today that that put out their predictions, and they had the Browns winning the division, and and I'm I'm like great. Go for it. We do, let's just keep flying under the radar, you know. And um, yeah, I, I love it. And um, I, you know, it's but, like uh, the I, old uh, at least flowers comment the paper champions. You know what I mean? They want to, they yes. want to call, call the Browns. Take you know, like they're going to take the division no matter what. And we've got no chance. So I, that's the way I look at it. But you know, yeah, we'll see. seven see, and I'm eight, excited. seven eight yeah, and one right. last year. And if you throw out the two games where. Uh, where Baker Mayfield was facing the Bengals' absolutely horrible defensive backfield, <laughs> where, he, where right. he threw he threw seven touchdowns and no picks. If you take those two games out, he was very average. In fact, versus versus teams with winning records, he was awful. One in and one in six, I think. They're celebrating. He was one in five. Uh, they're okay. celebrating this as though you know it's the second coming of of. They're celebrating it the way they did when they drafted Johnny Menzel. <laughs> right. Right, exactly. we, we all saw that movie, and I'm not saying the Browns are going to suck. What no, I am saying I is, I no. think they're they're a little ways away yet, and that their fans are getting ahead of themselves, and some of them are becoming insufferable assholes on social media. But <laughs> you know, yes, yeah. that is that is what it is. I guess they're they're feeling themselves a little bit after they almost had a winning season. It was real close. Um, real close. Still a losing season, though, guys. And uh, until you right. earn it, you, you're not going to get any respect from the Steelers. You, you haven't beaten the Steelers, but what, twice in the last right. 10 years? In a long you know, time. Uh, you, you're right there with the Bengals in terms of the level of respect. Maybe exactly. a little higher because you're not Bengals fans. Wow, what a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, Rick, we're not hey, uh, going to take any Rick, more of your we got time. You, go ahead. Well, we got go you ahead. on the phone. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I want to ask him one more question. I know you're from yeah, Beaver yeah. Falls, but what's Joe Namath like? What's Joe Namath like, man? Oh, uh, I mean, I got to see him for maybe a minute or two this weekend. Oh, is that all? When I, 
when I got to talk to him in Atlanta, that was when we had a, you know, a really long conversation about Beaver Falls. They were asking the uh, kind of the audience. It was a small type of, uh, it's called Chalk Talk. So they had just a really tiny group of people in a room and you got that great one-on-one interaction. He was awesome. That was one of the most, you know, most enjoyable things I did when they sent us to Atlanta for that uh, Super Bowl. He was so great, funny. The stories he told about, you know, growing up in Western PA onto, uh, you know, being in New York City. And he was telling the story about how uh, they would have practice. It would start at noon. And he said, well, you know how I like the nightlife. Uh, do the math. If, if I, he's like, if I needed eight hours of sleep, what time do you think I went to bed? You know what I mean? For a practice at noon. So it, he, he was so funny and, and nice, kind. You know, he really loved the fact that I brought up Beaver Falls and uh, Western PA. So it, I had a great, great interaction with him. But I, I wish I would have been able to talk to him for a few more minutes this weekend. But yeah, hopefully I'll see him again. Right on. Yeah, yeah, it's uh uh what a neat experience, you know. I I just again, I I'm I'm kind of in awe uh Rick to be very very honest with you, but uh I I'm trying to think, you know, I've interviewed, I've had a chance to re-interview uh Roethlisberger and I've had a chance to interview Jack Ham once on on the radio and and wow, yeah. uh you're just another Hall of Famer, man. I I mean, That's crazy. just another in the That's line of Hall of Famers I can I can write down that I've interviewed. So, uh it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's pretty cool, man. But uh, hey, thanks so much for your time. We will definitely be in touch. We, uh, I know, we talked a little bit about maybe having you do some uh, uh, sights and sounds from from the yeah. from the stands at a game this year. So we'll definitely chat you uh, chat you up about that. But uh, again, congratulations and uh, uh, enjoy the rest of your summer before you get back to work. Thank you guys for everything. I appreciate it. Take care. Okay, thanks, Rick. Bye bye. Have a good night, Rick. Bye, buddy. All right. Yep. See you guys. All right, and again, that was uh, Rick Holman, uh, Hall of Fame, Ford Fan Hall of Fame, just went in this past week in uh, Canton, Ohio, and uh, definitely, um, you know, check his story out. It's it's just incredible. Um, just wanted to remind you that you are listening to the Steel City uh, Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh, and right now they have a new shirt for the next fortnight. Uh, it is based off the Patagonia uh trademark which is so popular with the kids these days uh pit pitagonia it's okay. uh, it's pretty cool looking shirt you know pretty pretty basic across the front but um kind of a kind of cool shirt with instead of the mountains in the background get the skyline of the city so check that out and don't forget the most important thing of all uh not only are you getting a cool very comfortable shirt but it's also eight bucks from everyone sold goes to a very very important and worthy charity in the pittsburgh area uh ben we got the steelers coming up this friday night against the tampa bay buccaneers and um the the big news really today was uh the the <laughs> the fact that everybody nearly fainted when missy matthews uh tweeted out that joe hayden had been carted off the field uh, what are you or what have you heard about joe hayden's uh injury it's a minor ankle sprain uh, well, I think what everybody needs to understand about injuries at camp is it's a long way up the hill to the trainers from the yep. fields yep. at St. Vincent. And so rather than making a guy walk when right. he's just hurt his ankle or hurt his knee, even if it's minor, 
They put him on a cart and they drive him off. It's not a big deal. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that the guy has got some kind of a devastating injury because he was put on a cart. Um, it just means, hey, let's make it easy for you so you don't have to walk up that hill. No, it, but, it, yeah. it's an excellent, excellent point, Ben, because if you've not been to, to Steelers training camp in Latrobe, the, the fields sit down in a valley. And and when a guy tweaks something like a knee, foot, ankle, they're not going to make him walk up, okay? So when Missy tweeted out he's uh, being taken off on the cart, people automatically assume it's like a game. He's being carted off. Oh, my God, it's yeah. catastrophic. Oh, no. No, Ben, you're exactly right. You, you're not going to – everything I've been told, it was just in kind of uh, jogging along. He tweaked the ankle a little bit, and, and we'll go from there as far no, as he, it goes. He, uh, you know. he got tied up with a with a wide receiver in drills, and he, okay. he twisted his ankle. He rolled his ankle. And it sounds like it's minor, but he's probably going to miss a couple of days, and I doubt he plays on Friday. Right. right. Which he may yeah. not have played anyway, honestly. There are a lot of starters that aren't going to play week one. Uh, you have to think – given the fact that he's 30 years old, he might not have, have played Friday regardless. Right, right. And I, so. I, I'll i ask it. It's a rhetorical question, but you don't see this in any way impacting his uh, uh, what, what we believe to be our discussions about a, an extension, right? No. Right. Not, okay. not in the least. I mean, that, right. that would be ridiculous. It's not like – Yep. I mean, if he had uh, – I don't know if he ruptured his Achilles or something. Yeah, right. that would definitely change the conversation. Uh, there's no question yes. because he'd be out for the year and uh, you don't know how he's going to come back and everything mm-hmm. else. So yeah, it, well, this is, I asked that. this is minor. Yeah. I mean, this is nothing. The, the upside to this is some of the younger corners are going to get more time. They're going to get more reps in practice. Uh, Hayden knows the defense. He knows the tendencies yeah. of his teammates. He doesn't really need the time to get to know the scheme and what his responsibilities are. It's just yeah. about timing. It's about it's about timing and getting all that down. And and you know he's pretty good anyway. So I'm not real concerned about this. If you haven't already picked that up, yeah, I I, I agree with you. Um, Again, it's uh, wording in tweets is sometimes very uh, uh, hard to take uh, if if you don't you know comprehend it and really think about what it is that you're reading. But yeah, this is a very minor thing at least for right now, and until we hear otherwise, that's what we're going with. Um, Josh Dobbs is going to get the start um, at quarterback. Ben Roethlisberger will not play. You will see him on the sidelines wearing the ball cap and t-shirt and shorts. Um, how much do you expect to see Dobbs and uh, Mason Rudolph? Do you, do you expect them to go most of the time on uh, Friday night? Uh, I expect Dobbs to play, I want to say, last year, first week of the preseason, Landry played almost the whole first half. He did. And then he got cut at the end of the <laughs> preseason. So, right. um, but, you know, that's one of the things I, I want to emphasize in general, uh, it, it, since we're, we're talking about who's going to play yep. and when. The Steelers' initial depth chart came out yesterday. Read nothing into that. Nothing. No. Well, Landry was the number two quarterback all year last year during the preseason, and he got cut. It just doesn't mean anything. And we we stress this every year over and over and over again. The week one preseason depth chart 
and the week one regular season depth chart are usually dramatically different. Mm. So yeah. just don't don't read into it. Things like, well, Mark Barron's a starter at Mac and Devin Bush hasn't beaten him. Well, maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. You know, the long and the yeah. short of it is Tomlin always puts established veterans in ahead of rookies on this first depth first depth chart, regardless of where they may or may not be. And he he makes them earn it for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. So I I would expect to see Bush probably start the year at Mac. Um, at the very least, he's going to be in an all the passing uh, sub packages, which is the majority of the defense anyway. So, yeah, you know, it's really not anything to, to really concern yourself with in terms of how much time the rookie is going to play this year. No, um, it, it, it's what we say all the time. You know, Tomlin has, has done this really since year one that he puts those veterans in there. Um, I, I can't honestly think, and I'm sure somebody out there maybe can, uh, the last time a rookie has been in the one spot at a position I, I, in, in the first depth start of the preseason. I, uh, I can't Ryan, remember. Ryan Shazier was. Shazier, was he? It, yeah, that, he that, was. It, and there was there was a lot of resentment within the uh, linebacker's room because of it. And then when he got injured. And, that's right. Yep. And the vets were playing for him. When he came back from the injury, he didn't get his job back right away. No, it was a struggle for a little while for him. Uh, yeah, and it was just those early injuries. Yeah, the injury and and also, you know, Tomlin likes to put it, you know, you're trying to catch up. You're trying to get onto a moving train. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get mm-hmm. caught up with where things are. And when you're a rookie and you're learning a new defense, that isn't that easy. No, 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 not by a long shot. Um, no, but uh, – um, so we got Dobbs and Rudolph, um, you know, I, I defensively, you know, you mentioned Hayden, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to go. Um, I, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, does how much work Cam Hayward gets some of these other guys in there. Um, you know, I, I, what do you, what do you think in terms of the specialists? Are they going to rotate the kickers? Is that what I, I heard today? Yeah. Allow, yeah. I, my understanding is, uh, and I'm sorry for everybody that really, really hopes for some reason that <laughs> that uh, Boswell loses his job. My understanding is that in terms of uh, makes and misses, uh, Boswell's missed once yep. all so far in camp and that Wright has missed four times. And the ones that Wright has missed have all been long. So... The issue for Mr. Wright seems to be range. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they're supposed to be alternating kicks and just going with it. I still think Chris Boswell wins this yeah. quote unquote camp competition. Um, I think that Barry wins the punter's job again, which doesn't thrill me, but you know, I, it is what it is. They yeah. like the fact that he can, he can down the ball inside the, the opponent's 20 when he's within range. Uh, that to them has more value, obviously, than consistent downfield punting when you need a big one. Uh, so I don't, yeah. uh, I don't expect much there in terms of uh, surprising outcomes. Surprising, yeah, I, I don't really either. Uh, my my understanding is the punting battle has been, um, for lack of a better term, horrendous. Neither guy really. 
booming the ball well, neither guy, uh, uh, you know, positioning the ball well, you know. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Barry, and then I obviously Bos- Boswell's in that unique position where he, he's got to be beaten, and and he's not being beaten. He's doing very, very well, um, you know. And, and, again, I know a lot of fans are saying, yeah, yeah, this is practice. I need to see what he does in the game. Well, okay. Let's get him into the game and, and definitely let's see what he does. And, and then we can start uh, uh, picking it apart from there. But uh, to this point, he's doing everything necessary to keep his job. And I think that's what we and, and certainly the uh, the Steelers want to see. Um, what is what is some other things, Ben, that, that fans should be looking for going into the first preseason game? Because, you know, some, sometimes fans struggle with, with kind of separating – you know, why, why aren't we doing this and why are we doing that? You know, remember, it's it's not a game that matters. It's a game about player evaluation. Um, I, you know, I, I, I thoroughly believe that Tomlin, if the situation were given, he will not settle for a tie. Uh, he's going to try to do some things to make sure that doesn't happen. But um, what types of things do you look for in, in the uh, preseason games like this? I don't think that Mike Tomlin cares about the score in the preseason games at all. I don't think he gives a solitary. uh, Yeah. Um, I think it's all about evaluation. It's yeah. There's, there's situational football that comes into play and they want to know whether or not players are going to rise to the occasion, but they're not really trying to win. They're trying to see what happens Mm -hmm. on a given play when they put these players in these, in this situation, they're trying to make it adverse and you're going to see a lot of vanilla scheme. You're not going to see real exotic defenses or offenses. Uh, it's just going to be simple blocking, uh, catching, tackling block, uh, just, just simple stuff. Um, nothing real ground shaking earth shattering. Yeah. It, it, it's just going to be, you know, Blasey blah football. But you know what I always say every year? And you guys can can tell me I'm wrong if you like, but I'm right. right. Even fake football is better than the Major League Baseball. Um, well, as, especially as, if you're watching yeah. the Pirates. They <laughs> suck. Well, you know, and, and that's a perfect setup for you because I told you when I started this, I had the Pirates game on mute and uh, – uh, it, it is still quite sad. Oh, they have pulled within six now to the Brewers. Um, yeah, when you're more interested in just looking at the beauty of the of the stadium than you are actually watching the game, then then it's pretty bad. But I agree with you. Watching uh, fake football is way better. Um, in fact, I would watch it before the regular season of any other sport, quite frankly, except except maybe college football. Depending, I might turn on that game, but. Um, you know, preseason is is great for guys like us because, especially, we look at so many guys during the draft process. And I, I can't right. speak for you specifically, but it is fun to see some of the guys that we looked at and maybe that we liked, and right. and they they're doing well for these other teams. I, I like that. Well, and just to see how how guys that are coming in compete with yeah. one another and whether or not they rise to that occasion. I, the, the guys I like to watch are the guys that play in the third and fourth quarter Definitely. that have got a really long shot of even making the team. Those are the guys that to me, it's exciting because they're working their butts off yep. just trying to make the damn team. And, you know, I, <laughs> I like NFL preseason better than 
the Pro Bowl. I mean, that's that's oh easy, definitely another example. The Pro Bowl is a joke. I certainly like it better than Major League Baseball. Um, You know, anytime, just about except for like the playoffs in Major League Baseball. Yeah, but but, uh, you know, it's fun to watch because of that kind of competition. And then you you know you hope for guys like Josh Dobbs who hasn't had a real strong camp to Mm -hmm. this point that that he pulls it together and and rises to that occasion um the last time we saw extensive action for mr dobbs was in oakland and he did not play well at all um so you'd like to see him bounce back from that uh he certainly he has the potential to be a pretty good journeyman type quarterback but you know the question is will he because he's also got mason rudolph right on his tail and Rudolph apparently is having a real nice camp. So you want to see how, how he's going to play as well. And you know, that, that certainly is intriguing to me. I want to see how the wide receivers uh, interact with their quarterback. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't expect a guy like Juju to play. Um, I would expect James Conner to play at a, you know, on a limited level. I want to see how Benny Snell runs. I think he's going to run angry. Uh, you know, a lot of power. Yep. It's going to be, he's just going to be a battering ram. I agree. Um, yeah. And, you know, y- you want to see how fast Mr. Bush is. And cause you know, y- you watch his college tape and you're like, wow, that guy's fast. Well, how's he going to be in the NFL versus, mm-hmm. versus players mm-hmm. that are more talented? Um, yeah, my understanding is that uh, Cam Kelly is having a real nice camp at free safety. Uh, I want to see him play. Uh, he's a guy I'm really, I'm really hoping makes the team at a free safety because right, he's the only other true free safety we have on the roster aside from Sean Davis, and that's a little scary to to be that shallow at that position. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, like, I'm excited. I, I could dork yeah. out about this for an hour. We could do a whole podcast <laughs> with Ben talking about what he's excited about for this first preseason game. It's no, kind of silly. I'm it's kind of silly. I, and, you know, you'll look back at this in a month and go, man, you're a dork. And I am. I, I, I football am. Football dork. I, that's yeah. Christ almighty, we're doing a podcast. Of course we're football dorks. Uh, no, I, I love it. I'll have my flags out. I'll have everything. Hey, it's the preseason, but I don't care because the Steelers are back. And 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 that's, uh, that's really what matters. Uh, before we wrap things up here, Ben, I, I did have to ask you. Uh, did, did you happen to catch the video of Antonio Brown's children asking him where's Roethlisberger? I did. I did. <laughs> and, and that, that was, uh, I'm sure that, that if AB had had his choice, that would not have gone public. That would have um, been edited. Yeah, it would have been edited oh. out, but it was, it was a clip from Hard Knocks, uh, where they be talking to his kids and him, you know him telling him he don't he doesn't play for them anymore he plays for oakland now and so on and so forth and of course steelers fans in unison have to jump on that and go yeah ab's oh. gonna be asking himself that that same question about mid-season uh you know whatever i'm kind of done with ab I, i've never seen i tweeted about this earlier today i rarely do you ever see a player go to such lengths to burn every possible bridge on his way out of town especially when he's gotten everything that he demanded. He got everything he wanted out of that situation, but he's still got to make sure that he burns every last bridge on his way out. 
Yeah, buddy, you're not going to have any friends, or not many friends anyway. It's, Sorry. It's every every time I I cut the cord with him, and I'm done, and I move on, and I think, okay, I'm not putting anything in this. I'm not writing about that, and blah, blah. Then, then there's something like this comes up. You know, and then of course it gets piggybacked with the fact that he, his feet are so nasty because he didn't wear the proper footwear in the cryogenic chamber, and they, and he got frostbite. I, yeah. I mean, this guy, man, I, I'm telling you, and it goes back to what what Rick was saying when he was on a little while ago. Just just about so glad not to have that stuff this year. And and again, I you know it doesn't mean you're going to be a playoff team. It doesn't mean you're going to win more games. But boy, it sure makes things a heck of a lot nicer to talk about i know that much yeah, it uh, does man um anyway we're gonna wrap things up for the show here and we'll be back with uh our thoughts on the steelers first preseason game um after that concludes this coming weekend but uh i want to thank rick holman the uh steelers fan hall of famer now in canton ohio uh for his time tonight and um you know, hey, guys, make sure you're checking out the website, SteelCityBlitz.com. Got a great new affiliate program now with Total Sports Enterprises and all their awesome Steelers memorabilia there. So check that out. Get over to our uh, our, our own online store with DesignTree.com. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff going on. And follow us on social media as well. So for Ben, this is Steel Dad signing off. You've been listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast. Presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens.